The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. It is uh, about seven minutes after seven o'clock, and we are right back out of the Wednesday night edition of the Employment Law Show, Monday night, Wednesday night, weekend shows. And also on TV, Global TV and CTV on your weekend mornings as well. So you want to check that out anytime. Reaching out, it's a one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. That is the phone number to reach Lior at the firm, and email is help at employmentlawyer.ca. A lot of questions tonight, I would imagine, with COVID nineteen as that continues to be an evolving thing, and the CERB and the different benefits that are being rolled out almost on a daily basis. So if you have any questions about how it affects you, whether you're an employer or an employee, bring those. On, and we'll talk about normal employment matters for that uh, for that matter as well. Feel free to call in with all those questions, and uh, we'll uh, we'll rock those as well. Four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred. That is the number. Four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred to call in or one triple eight two two five talk. That's the toll free version of that. And uh, well, you got some time here listening to the show, calling in or otherwise, you can go to covidrights.ca and get uh, lots of good information there as well. Welcome to uh, to Wednesday, pal. How are you? Hey John, uh, good to be back here. Good to be talking yep. about employment law. It's uh, it, it really is one of those things for me where uh, I I always like to pride myself on answering questions and being accessible. But over the past month or so, it's just been at a different level. I, I literally get hundreds of emails a day, and I do my best to try to answer all of them. And so so if I haven't gone to your email, I will get to it. But keep sending them your questions, your issues, your prompts, concerns. Um, I know these are tough times. I know you're concerned about your job and your security, job security, your income. Not a problem. Remember, the law is still there to protect you. I can help you understand what the law is, what your rights are. So call and email. Whether you want to ask a question right now on the show, pick up the phone call. Let's take advantage of it for the next 40 minutes. Or if you want to talk to me privately, not a problem. Give me a call. We'll talk about that privately. We'll give you that information throughout the show. Whether you have a question about the CERB, as John was saying whether you qualify for it, what other benefits is available, what can the government do to help you, or maybe you've been let go and you want to know what that means, or laid off temporarily. Uh, anything about your job, your job security is fair game and is something I want to help you with. And I want to actually start off the show by talking about a couple of things. Number one is to talk about what happens uh, if you've taken a pay cut when, uh, when this virus is over. And then I want to talk about the new benefit that was announced today for students. So first of all, if you've now agreed to a pay cut, keep in mind right off the bat that you may uh, not, you don't have to actually agree to a pay cut. You could treat that as a constructive dismissal right now, potentially. But if you've agreed to it because you kind of get it, you understand the company's going through a hard time, you want to be that good, good soldier. Well, what happens if, you know, a month from now, two months, however long, we're past this COVID pandemic is done. Well, does the company have to bring you back to the salary you had before? So some people may be surprised that the answer to that question is not necessarily. They could keep you in that same level of pay unless you've agreed with them before when the pay pay cut first happened that they'll bring you back to normal levels at some point. So if, if they simply said we need to reduce your pay and there's nothing else with it, then they don't necessarily have to bring you back up. So the way to deal with this is if you're going to accept a pay cut, I want you to send an email to your employer. It doesn't have to be mm-hmm. bad or aggressive or anything like that. Simply saying, employer, I understand we're going through this COVID pandemic right now. So because of that, I'm going to agree to this pay cut. But 
just so you know, I am not agreeing to any pay cuts beyond this pandemic. So if you say that and down the road they don't bring you back to your regular salary, at that point you can still say constructive dismissal. At that point, what they're doing is still illegal. So protect yourself. If your employer wants to reduce your pay, send that email. Let them know that you're not agreeing with it uh, and, and you're not agreeing with it beyond this COVID. And of course, you don't have to agree with it at all. You can just treat that as a constructive dismissal right off the bat. Nice. Now, moving on, the government announced today a new benefit. It's called the Canada Emergency Student Benefit. So we have yep. another acronym, the CESB. Uh, and so this is a benefit that's available to students that now uh, cannot find a job because of this uh, COVID situation. So the government said that any post-secondary students, so i.e. college or university students, or those who would expect to go to a post-secondary institution in September can get now $1,250 a month starting in May. So for May, June, July, and August. So if you're a student and you're not working or you're working but making $1,000 a month or less, you can qualify for this new benefit, which is $1,250 a month. So that benefit has been announced today. You can't apply for it yet. It's going to hopefully come in the next few days. The government has to pass the law. So remember, there is now help for students that's been announced. And if you want to know if you qualify for it or what, uh, if it applies to you, by all means, give us a call right now on the show. 416-870-6400 is that number to call now and one 225 talk That is toll-free. In between the phone calls, we'll talk about a bunch of things, including when an employment lawyer can help you. So you want to stick around for that. But we'll get to our phone calls. Always top priority. Cindy, thanks for hanging on. Good evening. Hi. I just have a question um, about an announcement that um, Prime Minister Trudeau made a week ago. It was for those essential workers that are still working, like myself and my coworkers, that make more than a thousand a month, but less than twenty five hundred. That there is now a top up fund for them, but nobody um, at the CRA, CRB, uh, knows anything about it. They know about the announcement. I phoned my MP Scott Davidson's office uh, a couple times, and I just get the runaround. He says it may be a provincial thing. They really don't know. But why would the federal government announce this program if it's not a federal program? So that program is going to be a joint provincial and federal program. Now, it was announced, but no details have been provided yet, and it's not yet active. So we're still waiting for for the government, the federal government, to activate it and tell us exactly how it's going to work. So they still have to tell us who's going to qualify, because we don't know if anyone that's considered uh, an essential uh, worker gets it, or only certain individuals. For example, they may say only those people working in in, uh, care uh, positions in hospital or nursing homes, for example, will get it. Or they can say everyone that works for an essential business may get it. So right now, we don't know any more about that. Uh, We're hoping that there'll be more information coming soon. They announced it in principle, but it's not yet in effect, Cindy. Okay, so do I wait to hear more from the provincial government or the federal? Uh, The federal government is likely going to announce more information, and they're going to say how it's going to work. When that's going to be, is it going to be tomorrow or a month from now? I really don't know. Okay. Okay, thank you for your help. Thank you, Cindy. Appreciate you uh, making the call tonight. Uh, you have time as well. 416-870-6400-1-888-225. Talk to be toll-free, either about uh, COVID, CERB, CESB, or anything having to do with your uh, employment rights. Are they still active? You bet they are. And uh, we'll talk about that as well. Ron, thanks for hanging on. How are you? Good. How are you? 
Good, pal. What's uh, what's on your mind? So I've got a daughter who's just finishing her first year of university, and she works part-time. She does make over $5,000 a year. She applied for the CERB and has received it, but it seems now that this new fund will give her $1,250 a month um, as opposed to the 2000 I'm just wondering what's the best route to go should she stay on with the CERB or should she be switching over to the other benefit? Well, keep in mind the, the CRB is two thousand. This benefit is twelve hundred and fifty, right? So, so there's your answer right there. But the the reality is that if she qualifies for the CRB, in other words, she had a job where and she's not working in that job, and she earned five thousand dollars in the previous year, then she should be getting the CRB, and that's it. This benefit really is for those people that that have not lost their job; they just can't find a job, uh, and, and that's who it's for. So, and those people will only get 1250 So if she qualified for the CRB, she should stay on the CRB. That's $2,000 a month. Certainly the better, uh, better option. Yeah, even as I was asking the question, it didn't make sense to me that she should switch. So thanks for clarifying yeah. that. I appreciate it. No problem. You bet, Ron. Thanks for uh, thanks for your phone call. By the way, you want to reach out any time afterwards, uh, get a hold of your no problem, one 855 821 And the website you can use is fantastic, called pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. But in the here and now, for the remainder of the night, give us a call, 416-870-6400, talk That is toll-free. Got to, enough time to get, uh, get Mary in here before we take uh, one break. Hi, Mary. How are you? I'm good. I have a question about Trudeau's announcement today. I'm a university student, and I determined that I was eligible for the CERB and therefore applied. Um, But I now um, am also eligible for the CESB. Shall I apply again? Because the government may determine that I'm not eligible for the CERB um, going forward. Should I protect myself and apply for both? No, you should not. Now, if you don't qualify for the CRB, and I'm happy to talk to you about that, then you should, frankly, make arrangements to return that money, and then you should apply for the uh, for the student benefit. But if you get if you do qualify for the CRB, no, you should not be applying or getting both. It would really be one or the other. Now, have you recently lost your job because of the virus? No. So I'm a university student, but I did qualify under the 5000 because I worked um, no. last summer. So, so that that's not enough. In order to qualify for the CRB, you also would have had to to been, been working and lost your job or lost your income as a result of the of the virus. Is that what happened to you or no? No, because I was in school. So I'm in first year and no. I work. Mm-hmm. So, okay. so unfortunately, Mary, you you don't qualify for the CRB. Okay. Uh, so because of that, you should actually contact. The, and there's a website the government has has put together that gives you information as to how to return that that money because you actually don't qualify for it you would qualify for the student benefit keeping in mind of course that it hasn't started yet it's going to start in may and you're going to have some information coming up but you actually don't qualify for the cerb okay yeah because i know they're they're handing it out but um okay so what about if you apply for both and then just um you know uh expect to return one of them depending on which one because the crb is higher it is, but again, you're not supposed to have it, right? So I, right. I, I don't know. CRA may uh, go knocking on the door one day and say, uh, "Not, not good on you," and you're going to have to pay, uh, face some penalty. So I don't know, but you're not supposed to have the CRB if you don't qualify for it. 
Mary, appreciate the call. I'm going to move on. Peter, stand by. You are up next as soon as we get back from a short break. Your phone calls are welcome, and uh, we'd love to have you all on the air here. 416-870-6400 is the number. one 225 talk That is toll-free. And go to covidrights.ca as well. Right back with lots more. Just getting warmed up. Employment Law Show here on Global News Radio. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. You bet that is what you want to do. 416-870-6400-1888-225. Talk. That is toll free. Reach out through email. It is help at employmentlawyer.ca. And if you want to go there, covidrights.ca for the next while. It's going to have some very valuable information up there for you. You can reach out any time. As uh, promised, you get to uh, to Peter. Hi, Peter. Thanks for uh, thanks for staying with us. How are you? Good afternoon. Good evening. Sorry. Uh, hi, Leo. Hi, guys. Um, so, Leo, I'm going through a very, very difficult time right now with uh, my work. Okay, I work in the concrete industry, and I've been suspended indefinitely during this time, and it's been three weeks that I've been suspended. I was suspended on the third. And I was just wondering if there's some timeline that my company has, especially at this time. Like I, I, I believe I qualified for the CERB and I actually got that this morning, but I'm just wondering, like, is there some time that my company has to call me back to work? Like I I got called them. I reached out to my union today and, and just having a very difficult time right now. So let's talk about two things. First, we'll talk about the suspension. Then we'll talk about the CERB. So in terms of the suspension itself, you mentioned your union. Your union is the only one that can help you. So it's a question of, of what the union feels is right. If, the, if they don't feel the suspension is justified, they have to file a grievance and, and deal with your employer. There's nothing, unfortunately, that you can do on your own or that I can do on your behalf if you're unionized. So a suspension, an unpaid suspension is actually illegal for non-union employees. It's not illegal for union employees if it's justified. So you have to talk to your union about that. There's really no other recourse. But here's the thing. You mentioned the CERB. Uh, Because you're not uh, without income because of the virus, you actually don't qualify for the CRB. So the CRB is for those whose income has been affected by COVID-19, not for those where the employer may have done something wrong, and because of that, they're not getting paid. So, so I know you've applied and you got it, but you're actually not entitled to it. So I would be very weary about spending that money uh, because mm-hmm. you, you actually don't qualify for the CRB, Peter. Really? So, I, so okay. Okay, so um, is there some timeline, Leo, that uh, they gotta like, call me back, or they could just keep me on hold at this time? Because I'm really like, I got a mortgage, I got a child, I pay. Mm-hmm. You know, Peter, I you, you, you gotta you gotta ask your union those questions. It really depends on your collective agreement, what you did, your disciplinary your disciplinary record. So you have to talk to your union about that as ASAP. There's the only one that can advise you. Peter, appreciate the call and uh, enjoy the rest of your evening. Moving on to uh, to Debbie. Hi, Debbie. Good evening. Hi. How are you? Good. What's uh, what's happening? So I have a husband. So he was laid off in July with severance, and then that was July. It's good till like of last year, and um, it's good till December. Now he got a job, and it was supposed to start in May, but then they said sorry because of COVID, you can't have the job. I'm wondering, is he 
qualifying for CERB, even though he's on severance. And then, if I understand correctly, after his severance, he's allowed to go on, on EI. But does he qualify for CERB? Because the chances of finding a job are like, I don't know. So other than his severance, uh, did he make in 2019, I'm assuming he did make $5,000 or more, right? Because he only oh, got yeah. let go in, in July. So he, this is one of those things where the government has not actually given us the specific answer to this question. Remember, this is a, a brand new benefit that only was created about three or so weeks ago. So we're trying to give the best information, but here's what I've been telling people in that situation. What I've been telling people is the fact that you're still technically getting income, which is your severance from your previous employer, that should not interfere with your ability to get the CRB if right now you were supposed to be working and not working. That's my view of this. Can the government at some point say, no, no, that's wrong? That is possible. My view right now is that that seven should not interfere. Now, if your husband had a job lined up for May mm. and now he's not working because of this virus and because he had $5,000 worth of income, yes, in my view, he should, he should, uh, he should qualify for the CRB. Okay, I'm giving you my best analysis, my best assessment. Uh, in my view, yes, he should qualify for the CRB. Hmm. So, like, maybe apply for it and see what CRA says or whatever. Mm -hmm. Well, he, he will definitely get it. It's a question of down the road, the CRA say, well, that shouldn't have been the case. In my view, that's not going to happen, but I'm giving you my assessment based on my understanding of this uh, benefit, not based on something CRA said or the, gov or the government has said. They simply have not addressed this issue. Debbie, appreciate the call. Anybody want to reach out, by the way, after the show is done, get a hold of Lior. It's 1-855-821-5900. Uh, you can have more of a personal conversation for sure. Email is help at employmentlawyer.ca. And uh, anytime, it's like having Lior with you all the time, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca as well. But uh, for the here and now, as you know, 416-870-6400 and one 225 talk That is toll-free. Tammy, you're up next. How are you? Good. Thank you. So I have a Good. question What's going regarding on? not much. <laughs> so I have a question mm -hmm. regarding the serve or the and the wage subsidy. So yep. I worked in the dental office and have been laid off since March fifteenth due to COVID. Uh, I applied for EI and then I was able to get the serve, uh, which I've been receiving the payment. My employer has now offered to rehire the staff back and obtain the seventy five percent of our yeah. free earnings. So my question is with the wage subsidy. Um, it's only approved till June 6th, whereas the CERB is till October. Um, assuming that I do return all the payments uh, and go on to the wage subsidy, uh, would the um, CERB program ending, would we be eligible for EI or going back on the CERB afterwards? Not so sure the, how that would work. So, yeah, the, the CERB is actually in place at least till October. I mean, could it be extended perhaps, but it's still October. So if you're going to yeah. get paid by your employer until June, and in June you're going to stop getting paid by your employer, then you can immediately go on, on the CERB uh, until uh, October. And come okay. October, if you're still not working, I'm, I'm sure you will be, but if you're still not working and if there's still no no CERB anymore, then at that point you can go on EI. So you're, 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 either way you're protected. If you're, you're going to go back to work right now, and your employer is going to pay you, that's a good thing. And if they stop paying you, that's what the CRB is going to be uh, there for. Okay, perfect. That's great. Thanks, Tammy. Appreciate uh, appreciate you reach, uh, reaching out and your time as well. 416-870-6400. That's how we do it. Going to move on to uh, to David here. Hi, David. How are you? Hey, guys. Good to hear you. 
You too, pal. What's up? I got a question about uh, constructive dismissal. I'm in a uh, position of management and had a salary plus a uh, uh, commission base. And I've recently found out uh, we sort of downsized and we got switched over to do commissions direct. And I was under the assumption I was still going to get my salary. Uh, unbeknownst to me, they've actually canceled that. So I'm no longer getting the salary uh, that I was accustomed to. And I've been forced into a straight commission uh, base uh, uh, pay. And I'm wondering if that is a breach of my contract that I have with them and if that uh, constitutes uh, a constructive dismissal. David, that is absolutely a breach of your contract, and it's absolutely a constructive dismissal. To go from being salary plus commission to 100% commission is a huge change. Even if the net effect is you could make the same money or even you could potentially make more money, even if that is the case, it's still not something an employer is allowed to do. It's a massive change. So because of that, because this is a breach of the terms of employment and a constructive dismissal, you can then now decide whether you accept this and continue working on the basis of straight commissions, or do you treat this as a termination? Now, David, how long have you worked for this company? Uh, just over two years. And I know you're obviously in a, in a, a managerial role, you said, that, in, in, that involves sales, right? Yeah, I was a, a general manager, actually. Okay, good. And how old are you, David? I'm 53. So you could be owed easily as much as six months pay, anywhere from four to six months, probably closer to six months is what I would assess you at. So that's what's at stake potentially for you. Now, if you want to pursue constructive dismissal, before you tell your employer to jump in the lake or anything like that, I want you to talk to me off air, okay? I want you to give me a call, send me an email so we can have a discussion. I also want to take a look at your employment agreement first, but you absolutely are in a constructive dismissal uh, position. Perfect. Thanks, David. Uh, you want to reach out? To, I'm going to let you go there. Here is how you get a hold of Lior to move on, and we advise you to, of course, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Again, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. The email contact is simply help at employmentlawyer.ca. But here now, taking your calls, bring them on. Lots of room, lots of time. Four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred. That is uh, that's how we do it. Mike, you're up next. Good evening. Hey, good evening, guys. Uh, okay, so Leo, I was wondering because uh, I got two jobs. Okay, one of them I got suspended, um, suspended indefinitely pending investigation, and the other one I just got laid off on April fifteenth. Uh, so I pretty much applied for the CERB, and I received it. And now, am I going to have to uh, owe that back to the government come uh, tax time next year? Or do you know? So. So the one job that suspended you, we can talk about that more in a second. Obviously, because they suspended you, you're not earning any income. Is that right? Yeah, I'm suspended. Yeah, exactly. No income. So because you're not earning income, you do qualify for the CERB as long as you've earned at least $5,000 in the last year. If you have, then you qualify. Uh, so, so you're fine. You don't have to worry about that. Now, if you start earning income again, if that income is more than $1,000 a month, from that point forward, you would not qualify for the CRB. But until and unless that happens, you're fine. Now, okay. wh why were you suspended? So it was just, uh, just uh, a workup of uh, violations at work. But that, that, that was, the, that, that was a, another job. So you have two jobs. So the second no, I, I, I get it. I get it. I, 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 were you part of a union in that job you were suspended in? Yeah, that one, yes. Okay. 
Okay, so you, you should certainly talk to your union and see if we can resolve that issue. But uh, with respect to the CRB, if you're not earning any income right now, then you do qualify for it, Mike. Perfect. Thank you, Leo. Have a good afternoon or good evening. Thanks. Thank you. Appreciate that. It's uh, 416-870-6400 to call through and one triple eight two two five talk That is toll-free. Angelica, hello there. Hi. Good evening. Um, I have a question for you. I'm currently employed, but I had to stop and um, self-isolate myself because I was exposed to COVID-19. Now, question for you is, um, will I be paid during this 14 days of self-isolation? So if you don't uh, have income for 14 days, then you can apply for that first payment of CERB because the only requirement for the first uh, payment is that you don't have income for 14 days. So your employer is not obligated to pay you uh, unless, of course, there's sick days that you can use or, or you can use vacation days if you choose. But beyond that, you can apply for the CRB. Even though you're only going to be without income for two weeks, you can apply for that. Oh, okay. All right. So my company is not obligated to pay me. No, even though you may no. have gotten exposed at the, at work, the, legally they're not required to pay an employee that's off work. But thankfully, that's why we have the CRB, so you should be covered there at least for for to the extent of two thousand dollars a month. Love all these calls. Uh, bring them on. Still got some time here. Four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred. I know it's confusing. It's busy. It's a crazy time. But that's why the show is here, and that's why we're answering all these calls tonight and every night. Mark, good evening. How's it going? Good, pal. What's uh, what's on your plate tonight? What's going okay. on? Okay. In uh, 2014, I was involved in a uh, work-related accident, and I was receiving. I, I had a year off with physio, and then part of that was uh, retraining for a new position because I couldn't do the job I previous previously did. So I uh, went back to work with my previous company lasted six months there and got an opportunity with a job. I did a placement while I was on WSIB training. And uh, so now I'm in 2000 this year, my case closed on my uh, WSIB claim. So now I'm locked in on it as uh, I believe it's an LOE benefit. Does that affect my income? Because I am receiving a to buy uh, like a biweekly payment from WSIB. And I take it you're, you're not working? I'm not working now because our place was shut down due to the COVA. I see. I see. So, so I know exactly what you're saying. Okay, good. So to the extent that you're getting money from WSIB, that should not interfere with your ability to qualify for the CERB. Okay, that okay. that wouldn't be considered income for the purpose of the CRB. So if you if you lost your job right now or, or your income because of the virus, and as long as you've earned five thousand dollars or more in the last twelve months or in two thousand and nineteen, then you qualify for the CRB, and and your uh, WSIB payment should not interfere with that. Okay, because I've been working with this company for five years since, and and my case just closed this year because you're ongoing with WSIB sure. for six years. So you're good. You're good, Mark. No, you you, you, you can apply and qualify. Mark, appreciate the call. Going to move on here. 416-870-6400. 1-888-225-TALK, the toll-free version of the, that number. Alicia, hello there. Good evening. 
Um, good evening, Leo. Uh, just a question. As a realtor in Toronto, do we qualify for the government grant for $2,000 a month? And if we do, um, because we get paid when the, the deal closes, I have had active buyers possibly buying in the next few months. If that happens, the property closes in a couple of months, then I guess I wouldn't qualify. So, so how does that affect me? I don't want to be like fraudulent or anything, so as a realtor, you do qualify, okay? So uh, if you're self-employed, even though, by the way, spoiler alert here, it, the, the law actually as a realtor may consider you to be an employee, but that's a discussion for another day. Let's assume you're really self-employed. Uh, yeah. you, you qualify as long as you've had $5,000 of income as, and as long as you're earning less than $1,000. Now, in terms of uh, the the qualifying and when the money is paid, so you earn your money presumably when the deal closes. Uh, right. So uh, it's not about when you actually did the work. So you may have shown a house today or, or whatnot. But so once the deal closes, you've earned that money. So at that point, you you don't qualify for the CRB because you, you can't have income of more than a thousand dollars for a month. But right. until and unless a deal closes, uh, you, if you're not earning anything, then yes, you can apply for the CRB. Uh, and you being self-employed is not going to be an issue. Okay, and then when it did close, they would they would know that I have made income, so they would just stop the supplement then? No, no, because you have to apply once a month for the CRB, uh, every month. So you wouldn't apply for that month because you know you're having money coming in, right? So so it'd be up to you. And if you apply when you shouldn't, then at some point CRA may say, well, wait a second, we saw that you got paid now, uh, you're okay. going to have to pay it back. So, so okay. if you know you're getting income, you wouldn't apply. Then um, can we back it? Because I haven't applied yet because I wasn't sure. And I think it would qualify for the, the last month, right? So can yep. we back that or? Yeah? Yes, okay. you, you absolutely can apply retroactively to March the, March the 15th, as far back as March the 15th. Okay, perfect. Thank you so much. Thanks, Alicia. Appreciate the call. 416-870-6400-1888-225. Talk that is toll free. You want to talk to Lior. Bring it on. We'd love to uh, love to talk to you. Hey, Brian, how are you? Uh, pretty good, guys. Listen, great show. I've been listening for a long time. Beautiful. What's up? Uh, quick question. Uh, does your work have to make you uh, take your holiday pay uh, in lieu of your time off if you're uh, under isolation? So, okay, that's a great question. So generally yeah. the rule is that your, your employer can make you take your holidays whenever you want. But if you're in isolation, either because you have the virus or you come into contact that has the virus, then you're actually allowed to have a leave of absence with, and your employer cannot in that situation make you take your vacation. So if, if you're laid off, they can say for the layoff period, initially you can you have to take your vacation. But if you're in isolation because of the virus, no, they cannot make you take your vacation during that period of time. All right. You guys rock. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Uh, Brian, appreciate you uh, listening every week. It's uh, it's good. Yeah, we're moving on here to Mohammed. Hello, Mohammed. Hello. Hi. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, my question is, uh, I work at a school. And on March, they give me layoff. So they told me to apply for EI. And I apply for EI. So until now, from that time, all my friends, they get paid from EI. So I didn't get anything. But they asked me to uh, apply for, uh, you know, the emergency to get quick uh, payment. Because there is five children with my wife at home, which is there is no income right now. I don't know what to do. So did you apply before or after March the 15th? Do you know? 
after March 15. After, okay. So the way the, the process should be working is that you automatically should be getting the CERB, the emergency benefit, even if you applied for EI. The problem is with six, seven million people applying, uh, the problem is that some things are not going to work as smoothly as possible. So your best recourse right now, the government says, if you already applied for EI, you should not go and apply for the CRB. Let us take care of it. So the best advice I have is to follow up with either Service Canada and CRA on this issue and see what what happens. Obviously, there's a mistake that's been happening with your file, the way they process your files. Uh, you did the right thing. You absolutely did exactly what you were supposed to do. Now it's up to the government to get it right. So follow up with them. Really, it's the only thing I can say. Thank you very much, sir. Thank you. Thanks, Mohammed. Appreciate your time tonight as well. Going to move on here to uh, to Derek. Hi, Derek. You're up next. Good evening, gentlemen. How are you, pal? Good, good, good. I got a, a simple question. I think it's simple. I'm semi-retired, 64 years old, and uh, I have an income property of $1,000 a month. Now, would I qualify to uh, receive that money? Uh, no. No, it really, it's for work, whether you're self-employed or an employee, as opposed to something that's, that's static, like a property that, that gets you income. So no, you would not qualify unless, of course, you had other work that you were doing that now stopped because of the virus. That, that uh, property income does not trigger the, the right to get the CERB. Okay. All right. That's what I wanted to know. Thank you very kindly. Thank you, Derek. It's a, it's a very good question, actually. Going to move on here. Still got a couple minutes. Uh, Tony, you're up next. Hi, pal. Hi, thanks. Um, so prior to when the CRB came into effect, I was on regular EI, uh, and I was on regular EI because my situation in, uh, involved myself uh, getting off work because of having COVID symptoms. So I was off, and then I got terminated. So what I was wondering is, is can I convert my regular EI into the CRB benefit? So when did you start getting uh, EI? Uh, that would be the second week of February. So if you're, no, so the way it works right now is you can stay on EI. You can't convert it. You will stay on EI until EI runs out. If EI runs out, if the CRB benefit is still in existence at that point, then you can switch to the CRB. But if you qualified for EI before March the 15th, like you did, then you have to stay on EI. Now, why were you let go, Tony? Uh, well, that's that's another situation. Um, they were not satisfied with the medical note that I provided, um, so they actually terminated me while I was on sick leave. Wow. Well, Tony, th that's something you and I need to discuss apart from the CRB. So, because uh, you know, we want to take one or, one or two more calls on the show right now. Give me a call uh, off air or send me an email. Let's connect and let's talk about that because that's not right. So, uh, hopefully, I can help you with that. Yeah, Tony, write this down, brother, one 821 5900 and help at employmentlawyer.ca. I'll give that to you again before the end of the show, but make sure you make that phone call. I'm uh, going to slide Gary in here quick. Hey, Gary, how are you? Yeah, good, thanks. So good. Uh, my question is this. Um, I make um, uh, I have an investment property. I make investment income. So last year, mm -hmm. 2019, I just did my taxes. I'm showing about, um, let's see, um, uh, <clears throat> after expenses, I'm showing about eight to ten thousand uh, dollars of net income. But I also lost my job because of this thing. So uh, if I, I'm getting uh, a, a CERB now, am, uh, are they going to claw that back next year when I do my taxes? 
the, other than your property, did you earn any income last year? I did. Uh, so if, to my job that uh, you know ended because of the COVID nineteen. I see. So no, you're fine. The, your your income that you're getting from your property does not impact CRB. It really is taken out of the equation altogether. So if you qualify for the CRB based on your work income last year and based on the fact that now you've lost that income because of the virus, then you qualify for the CRB and there's no issue. Okay. Great. Thank you. Gary, thanks, pal. We're going to uh, wrap it there. we got to got to fly out of here, but uh, you want to catch up later and contact Lior, do so. 1-855-821-5900. Reach out to help at employmentlawyer.ca. You want to go to uh, employmentlawyer.ca, the website. You can catch past shows, our television show, and links to that. And there's always pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. Lots of information there as well. And, of course, covidrights.ca, too. Don't go anywhere. A big show coming right back at you on point with Alex Pearson's coming up next on Global news radio the preceding was a paid commercial program unless otherwise identified the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser the opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of global news radio 640 toronto